In Vino Fabulum Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We're co-hosts for the In Vino Fabulum, that means in wine story. We think there's a number of tales to be shared about women and wine, and this is a space to offer a narrative and to chat about both. Today's podcast is a wine vignette, a mini-sode, a kind of story on the vine. And the topic I want to talk about is RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know her, Patrice? I do know her. Um, However, I don't know a lot about her. You know, she's a justice. I do know that. And I know that um, she's been a role model for a lot of people. And there's been a movement around her. But I haven't been following it that closely. She's been dubbed the notorious RBG. And in the last few years, I'd say the last couple, actually three years, it's taken storm on a Tumblr in people's memes, on people's social media, and you've seen her a little bit all over the place because this is to honor her 25th year in the Supreme Court, which is this year. She's been there for a while, and one of the first women to be appointed as a justice is really critical. And in the last few years, I think she's been more, uh, as you say, quote-unquote, notorious because of her Uh, opposition or dissent on some of the decisions being made on that court. So I didn't know a whole lot about her, but I had a friend who read um, the book called The Notorious RBG come and uh, say to me that I should probably check out this book and a documentary that's been happening because Ruth has been doing some amazing things in the Supreme Court and this new documentary that's been put out and produced is talking about things that we didn't know many things about her. So you know that she, who she is now, but I didn't know a lot of things until I watched the documentary and I'm just starting to read her book more about the cases she fought around gender and gender of both genders and gender equity and issues that really came out. So some of the work um, that she's been known to is um, going around discrimination around companies who've refused to pay women equally as men to men not having the same access to, um, let's say, rights or access to if their spouse dies, if their spouse is a female Marine. So the equity goes in both directions. So discrimination at work was one of the biggest areas of dissent and effort she'd been a part of that I'd known for a long, long time. And what's been neat is the youth of today uh, jumped on the bandwagon and come up with means. And I think I shared one of them with you, Patrice, that you laughed at. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. So the yeah. you can't spell truth without Ruth is one of them. Um, she's been char- uh, characterized like the notorious B.I.G., the R.B.G. on a Tumblr website. And... Lately, this 84-year-old is not leaving the Supreme Court, so we've seen um, Sarah Knives skits with Kate McKinnon that's gone over um, why she's not stepping down at this time and in this critical time when um, someone's just been replaced on the Supreme Court. Um, so she doesn't want to leave without having a replacement that would be probably on par or sway her way um, to tilts the bench into another favor or change um, legislation and laws that might come through that they face at the Supreme Court. So I think that's a really interesting time we live in now and a very interesting documentary. But what was really interesting about the RBG documentary film was, um, and this, this was documented and talked a little bit about it on Sam Sanders' It's Been a Minute with Nina Totenberg and uh, Julie Cohen. And they talk a little bit about 
how the story is really a love story and how she was really supported by her spouse who um, had, they both met in law school and really nurtured and encouraged to do the work she did. And he was a very um, supportive and caring and kind of kooky and jovial character that she couldn't get to where she was and have a family and do all the things she did without his support and um, love and respect and um, equal relationship they had as a partnership that I thought was really interesting that I never really heard of before. That is interesting. It, uh, it reminds me a little bit of Sheryl Sandberg's story where she talked about how she couldn't do what she did without her support system. But then you, you also think about, well, what about women that don't have that spousal support system? And thankfully, you know, either they have family or friends or somebody else. But I think it just reinforces what the research shows that you need some type of support system. And so it's, you know, for each of us to reach out and see when we can be that support for somebody who needs it. Right. And it's not like Ruth was that big of a flaunting person or she wouldn't be one to really put herself out there. Like her partner was a lot more gregarious and the fun loving one. And she was always very serious. And, um, most of the movie you could see her poised that way, uh, until she watched her impression. So I think they asked her kids if, uh, she'd ever seen Kate McKinnon play her on Saturday night live. And she's like, no. And so they had, um, they had her watch it and she was just laughing. She's like, that's marvelous. Looks nothing like me, but this is hilarious. And see, it's not like me. The collar might look like me. It was, it was really cute. Um, but she's not like uh, the kind of go-getter to like, um, she never thought this would be her charge and what she would do. And I actually just listened to um, a good uh, podcast from uh, Fresh Air with uh, Jill Kerr Conway. Do you know who she is? I don't. You'll get to know her soon, I think. Um, she's a feminist scholar. She was one of the first uh, female presidents at um, at Harvard, at Radcliffe, and she was vice president of University of Toronto, but she comes from Australia from a very kind of patriarchal society back in the day, and she um, writes about memoirs and studies people's like biographies and autobiographies, and her expression of the same kind of partnership, she spoke up with her her spouse and said, Everything was equal. We had our own separate accounts where we made money. We all paid and split things like percentagely of what we made. And we, uh, we did uh, make a decision every 10 years. They would decide that that other spouse could move to where they wanted to or take the lead. So that could determine their career. I was like, oh, that's kind of great. I like that idea of if you're going to have a partner that is actually a partnership of shared domestic shared um finances and, and that's something we don't see a whole lot of and i did see this a little bit in the documentary that um i think her spout ruth's husband took on a lot of some of the late night child tending activities he left his um accounting firm uh, law firm in new york city that he moved out to dc so she could be the justice and it was adorable to see little joe biden uh, at a young age, swear her in uh, 25 years ago. And I was like, is that Joe Biden? Uncle Joe. So, um, and the neat part about this um, kind of documentary, they give clips and audio clips of what was some of the 
critical court cases that are putting gender equity on both sides um, was really impressive and it reminded me that we forget about some of the basic things that weren't here 25 years ago and before she had stepped in that um, we're still making strides forward and I don't know it gave me kind of a you know hope for the future as we think about the world that we live in. Yeah definitely have to uh, find some time to watch that and Learn a few lessons, you know, especially like the part um, about them being such equal partners. And, you know, it makes you think about how can we how can we mentor and coach our children or our students, you know, to, to be thinking more like that and be thinking about a partner where it would be, you know, more of a give and take and support. Right. And we have some great examples. So, um this month is June, where Pride is most often celebrated, and we see lots of great partnerships that I think are kind of blazing that equity role. Um, some aren't. Some are taking very heteronormative roles, but and one becomes whatever dominant or less dominant in the relationship. But I do think there are examples out there that are great, and I think um, how we treat each other in our family dynamics, whatever or however they're made up, um, it's really critical that we ask, like, what are we following? Things that we grew up with or what are we creating that are new norms that are more relevant to how we live today? And with sometimes dual income families, single income with a support network, I don't know. It, I, think it looks, I think it looks very different. And I think some of the questions that I've had in whether it's watching RBG or starting to read a bit about her background is asking myself, well, what's the kind of role we should be saying for others that we talk to with uh, women and colleagues that we work with and even male colleagues who um, maybe don't know how to manage a situation with their spouse and just, uh, have questions about that. Food for thought, I would say, or wine. Wine indeed. Um, yeah, so RBG may or may not be at your theaters, but it will definitely be streaming on one of your local services soon. So that's the documentary. Uh, the book that is also called Notorious RBG, and support for that, and I would say inspiration for that, is on the Tumblr. Um, the RBG Tumblr will include in the show notes. But yeah, something to chew on, and I'll give a couple links to the two podcasts I mentioned that talks about the documentary and talks about um, Kirk Conway's work as well. So you can take a listen if you don't have time to head to a theater. If you want to ask a question, you want us to have a conversation about women, wine, or a topic or a story, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what voices, ideas, questions we should talk about. And you can share on 3WEDU, the hashtag InVinoFab, or email us at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next episode and subscribe to InVinoFab podcast via Apple, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Remember, in wine, there is always a story. In vino fabulum. Well, until next time, that was my uh, two cents on RBG. We'll be back again for another in vino fabulum. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>